It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Welcome everyone, we're back this week and we're going to talk about doubt fear and what holds us back you know it's one of the things that we talk about a lot here because it is such a significant topic and uh, one of the things Toby welcome good to have you with us thanks for having me you're welcome 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 and I know our audience always loves your insights and your wisdom and all your business experiences you're sharing it so what have you got to say basically about how you handle uh, doubt. Do you have doubt that comes up for you and uh, fears at times? And um, I'm not really 100% sure that was attempted at, at being doubtful. It was a joke. Oh, right. Very Didn't funny. go down very well. Very heard, funny. Heard Sorry. crickets. Right I'm sure over. someone was sitting there with their ear pods in, had a giggle. Went um, right over my head. Right. So sorry. So sorry. Go ahead. So what was the question? Well, do you, how do you handle the doubt and the fears? You're building an international company. You have been for the last nine years. We've taken... For me personally? Well, both of us have actually... Yes, for you personally, but I'll just continue on for a second and just say that, you know, we've taken incredible risks. We've, we've been innovators in the industry uh, on many levels. And how do you personally, how do you doubt with... Do you have it? Like, do you have fears and doubts and... Well, I think that there's two different... You know types of doubt one one is doubt and hesitancy that's founded in um, the practical reality of you know life that we live in so if we're taking risk you know like like doubt can be quite a healthy thing when we're being discerning we're actually looking at something and not just running forward blindly but we're we're being critical in our appraisal of of a certain opportunity, you know, a certain thing. I think that type of doubt is quite so healthy. So would you would you keep use that word doubt, or that would be discernment, wouldn't it? That's not doubt. If doubt's coming well, you up, can, it's, it's you haven't effectively discerned something. Well, you can be having a business meeting, and someone can put forward a propose an idea. They can share their thoughts. You can doubt that. You can have doubts about that. So gotcha. you know, we can call 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 that discernment, but it's basically. What I'm saying, I'm differentiating that from internal doubt, which is a self, uh, a lack of belief in self. That's different than doubt because something actually has real risk. I mean, I go back and I think about in my younger years when I was in my, um, how old was I? Early 20s, I think. I um, was into um, mountain bike riding, push bike riding, and, and, you know, we were on a big ride up and, you know, these huge hills and stuff like that. And there was a sense of doubt in me. And I consciously thought, no, I'm not going to go into that fear. I'm just going to go, go beyond it. But it was, it was a practical hesitancy. And, and as a consequence, I was going, you know, 65 kilometers an hour on a push bike down and actually came off and you know, tore the AC joint in my shoulder, I broke, um, fractured a couple of bones and all the rest of it. Now, that doubt I really should have listened to. You know, I sort of brought it into a self-doubt, like a personal thing and I don't want to give in to doubt. 
um, yet it was there was very real reason to be concerned about what I was doing on the bike. So what you're right? actually saying is that we're very lucky that we've got you here with us today. <laughs> you could have been dead, done and dusted. Well, right? yeah. I actually broke the helmet in two. Right, wow. Yeah, yes, two pieces. I know that. I do know that. It's on the bitumen now, on Everybody the road. knows that and we yeah. don't want him to do that so again. So what I'm saying, I'm saying there's the, the discernment through doubt is looking at it and assessing whether the doubt is actually reasonable. If I feel fear because I have to make a phone call to someone or I have to stand up in front of a group of people and give a talk about something or do a presentation and, and I've got all this this doubt there's there's not any real danger to me there so it's not practical it's it's something that's internal now that i believe that is something that needs to be dealt with and addressed differently compared to if there is real reason for the doubt or for the concern or so i guess what i'm hearing you saying tell me if i'm on the same page as you you're saying that you know things like doubt can come up fear can come up and as long as our little small-minded self is not using exploiting these fears and doubts to actually prevent us from exploring an opportunity or looking at something a little bit more deeply or stepping and moving forward then the doubt actually is just like a little it could be like a little flag that comes up and you go okay I'm going to take a little further look so it's not really the 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 doubt or the the fear that's the issue it's how we use doubt and fear and what aspects within us use it so for me the small-minded self I call it that because it's a part of us that is in lack and uh, it, it basically it is mastered and lives off fear and and we all have it every single one of us on this planet has that and has experienced that in some way or another and if we're coming from that place and we're indulging the fear we're indulging doubt because it serves us somehow it has a purpose and its purpose really is to uh, keep us limited to tell us we're not enough we don't have enough uh, we're never going to have enough or all the you know whatever it is that that sort of narrative says and that we listen to now I actually personally for the last nine years have been and probably longer than that but let's just say with Truebrow I have been educating professionals and non-professionals that have stepped into the beauty industry that have had no idea and most of them have had preconceived around uh, ideas around the natural brow and I've had to take them from zero right knowing zero about natural like the true curriculum for natural brows and I've had to take them and work with them all the way through to becoming you know some of the top one percent of brow specialists in the world now for me I know and I tell them up front they're always going to they're always going to step into they're always going to have a doubt and fear arise there's always going to be that little voice inside of their head that tells them that they can't do it that they're not good enough and and really uh, there's something really beautiful about that because when that actually comes up you know that you're stretching into something that's that's not going to come up if you're not trying to accomplish something more those voices don't normally come up when you're sitting in front of the tally watching Netflix Right, and you're watching Shit's Creek, or you're watching, you know, New Girl, what? and you're having a good Shit's Creek. Oh, Toby, you know what that is. Um, but you know, they don't come up then because we're having like a, you know, you're having a laugh, you're having a fun time. Those voices don't normally come up then. But whenever there's almost like a when you when that those voices start to rise up in you and they start to get stronger, it normally is because you're about to take a giant step into something brand new, right? 
Yeah, well, that was another thing I was going to say that actually leads into that topic that that um, doubt and and sort of confidence even because they're two sort of they connect doubt and confidence um, is contextual. There's a context to it. So some someone may feel really uncomfortable, like you may have a 22 year old woman who's really uncomfortable in in wearing makeup and putting on makeup. She hasn't been raised in around the beauty industry. She puts lipstick, she doesn't know how to do it correctly. She's not sort of sure about that. Yet put her on a tennis court and she just she's got all this confidence. She feels right at home. So there is that that situational context. Um, and that's important because it, it allows us to see that that confidence being sort of somewhat the opposite of doubt is can be developed and it can be developed through ability. It can be developed through actually learning and gaining ability at something. We can we can develop that confidence in that area. It's not something that is inherently something that someone has or doesn't have, but it is something that can be developed. And it's interesting as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm loving this whole what you're saying. And I, 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 as I'm listening, it's like what what comes up for me is that as you're as you're moving through and becoming you know a specialist and expert in some area of expertise even even just moving through let's say people that move through their university degrees and whatever and you're you're actually um you you hit that place where um doubt is really coming up if you're afraid at any point to make a mistake and that, that voice, the small-minded self inside of us is always going to tell us that we're really not allowed to make mistakes. It doesn't, it doesn't like to make mistakes because it doesn't like to feel, right? It, doesn't really, it really is. It's almost like a, an aspect of ourselves that prevents us from feeling any level of pain. And, and, and if you're not prepared to make a mistake, you can't learn. If you listen to that voice that tells you that you should know how to do it, you should have learned faster, you should be better, that you can't make a mistake, and mistakes hurt, mistakes are going to cause you pain, you know, you're going to be, you're going to appear stupid, you're going to appear like you're not intelligent. If you are going to let that voice govern anything that you want to do in this lifetime, you will experience the suffering of that decision. So for me, it's like when when you're stepping in and learning, you know, one of the things that I love about our masterclasses, which are our hands-on masterclasses, where our girls come in and they we start watching, the educators start watching the way they work. One of the most amazing things of that particular opportunity of a hands-on masterclass is for them to reveal to me where they're making wrong decisions. And to me, is it a mistake? It's just a decision they haven't quite they haven't quite grasped. They might be standing in the wrong position. But it's a little it's a let's just call it a mistake for the you know just for this podcast for this episode. But but basically, they're making a mistake. And in the correction of that mistake, a loving, caring, kind, compassionate correction of that mistake, they begin to learn. So one of the things that we have to not ever 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 be afraid of. And never, ever, ever allow that voice inside of us to lead us that tells us that, you know, we shouldn't be making mistakes. That should word again, you know, that we should have done better. We should know better. We should have learnt it faster. We're not smart enough. That's what holds us back from actually moving forward. So doubt is, is, is a sign that we're stretching beyond our current ability and we're stepping into the next. And that, to me, if you don't indulge the doubt and you don't indulge the fear, it's, that in itself is a breakthrough. 
isn't it? Mm. It's almost like it comes up and you go, oh, I must be, get, I must be, I must be near a breakthrough. Instead of, oh, no, you know, I'm not good enough and I can't do anything and I'm never going to succeed or I'm never going to be able to do this. It's too, that's indulging the doubt. So for me, I just, when I, as we've been moving through really and, and growing True Brow, uh, and I have had um, direct sort of, oh gosh, opportunity to be in the minds and in the hearts of these incredible women that I've actually trained. There've been so many times when I've been face to face with their their doubts and their fears. And, and I've loved the way they so brilliantly can take this kind of perspective that I'm sharing now and just move through, move through. And and, and I think that comes with compassionate um, education. You know, no one, no one, no one likes to be yelled at or or in some way judged about their level of skill or learning. I mean, human beings, you know, there is a way to educate. There is a beautiful way to educate and 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 to deal with the doubt that comes up in another human being, their fears, um, without indulging them, without making them real, without actually giving them permission to not become their very best and I think that that's that's the power of a great educator I think that's what education really wouldn't that be wonderful in in the school system if that was you know like the foundation of how teachers actually taught many of them do um so yeah I think that I think that one of those things that that is uh, is key is how we are with the things that arise up in us when we're entrepreneurs and we're moving forward even if we're just learning a new skill yeah and something that came to mind as you were speaking was like I, I mentioned before about the context that in which people feel confident or not and the practical circumstances and the subject matter you know that they're that they're familiar with some people feel really uncomfortable with technology but perhaps they're happy to go out and and build a shed or something like that the other side of that is the the more constitutional side of doubt, like 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 we come to know our own strengths and weaknesses. It's like that old saying, you know, try to teach a fish to climb a tree and it'll spend the rest of its life thinking it's stupid. We, we have to come to sort of know and be aware of our own strengths and weaknesses. And as we move out in different areas in life, we the more that we gain an understanding of that for ourselves, the more empathic we can be towards others realizing that what's really simple and easy for me may be the hardest thing in the world for someone else and for someone else you're looking at them and you're thinking wow they just don't have any of those issues they can go and do look at what they can do but they've got difficulties that are just easy for you it's like this big sort of mixing pot and the more that we come into touch with ourselves the more empathy we can have for other people yeah i love that and i think that i think that's so beautiful because that's absolutely true you you can't be you can't extend compassion unless you're actually able to receive compassion and the first person that you're getting compassion from is your own from you if you if you don't have a kind compassionate space within you certainly can't authentically give and share compassion with others you can pretend but it'll never be authentic it'll never be sincere because you you know you've got such a hard sort of 
self inside and you're just bashing your own your own self about how is it that you're going to go out there and try and extend it to somebody else sincerely so i think that that's that's a really powerful thing to look at because it's true we compare ourselves too there's another thing that you've just brought up toby where we compare ourselves with other people that is that again is a very small-minded um self kind of um way of navigating through life and and comparison is 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 crazy you know not really truly just seeing you and seeing how you know your strengths your weaknesses accepting them and really recognizing that each and every one of us has got something really precious inside of us to offer and uh, and we need that really compassionate beautiful space first we've got to give it to ourselves and, uh, and once we do that, we then can move on and extend it to others. I think that's just so lovely. I love that so much. And you know, I think one of the things that's come out of me as an educator, what I've, I've loved and what I, what I really, um, I'm really touched by in a way is that I get to be with these glorious, glorious women that are handing me um, almost like um, and they're giving me an opportunity to not just teach them how to do the most beautiful natural brows and restore really compromised brows. What's actually really going on is they're handing me their heart. And I know that sounds a little deep and a bit scuba divery again, but they are. They're saying, you know, here I am, I'm coming to you, I'm giving you me. Can you help me get from where I am right now to where I know deep inside I can be, but I'm going to be hitting some massive blocks and I really need you to, to see me when I can't see myself. And for me, that is like, oh, that's just so humbling. You know, that's how I see it. That's how I teach. And that's how I, I believe that that is real education. And um, yes, it's just so lovely. You know, a lot of what we're talking about reminds me of um, Emerson's essay on self-reliance. I don't know if anyone's read that, but uh, uh, you could just go and search for Emerson's essay on self-reliance and it'll come up. And um, yeah, he speaks in there about, about self-reliance and, and about, in a way, a level of, a level of self-confidence that, is, um, that can sort of carry us in the midst of a world of people telling us other things. Mm, that's so beautiful isn't it and and I think the people that we surround ourselves with is really really important you know one of the things that I want to share here today is that if people are allowing you and and actually encouraging you to indulge in your doubt and your fear and making it okay to indulge it have a have a little think about that you know like it's often when we're when we're indulging something like doubt and fear um, we, what do you mean by indulge? Well, Expand on that for everyone. We're actually exploiting it in a way to make uh, to continue the feeling of not being good enough. So we're, we're exploiting it. Basically, you know, we're exploiting so that feeling ourselves. Feeling satisfying. Some, yeah, it's like got a pur- it's got a purpose to keep us small. Remember, small minded self. And limit, why would in, we want that? It's just a part of what human beings go through we need to start to realize that's happening do you remember when i the four phases of transformation that i wrote that that's that's one of the phases of transformation as you're evolving here in as a human being you're going to move through times where you really are going to be using doubt and you're going to we've all done it and using fear to really you're going to indulge it you're going to exploit it you're going to use it and the purpose of it literally is to diminish yourself to to make yourself feel like you're not good enough 
and and really you're believing something so totally false and what happens when we believe when we have a belief we're looking for the people that are going to reinforce that belief so we're, we're walking around and we're hoping we're going to find someone normally we will attract friends that will reinforce that belief it's a little bit like a child that's a teenager that goes and just finds the worst possible company they can keep they're almost reinforcing inside of themselves that that is what that is who and what they are. They're reinforcing some level of belief of not being good enough, of being bad, um, whatever it might be. We do go out looking for the people to reinforce what we believe. So we have to be very mindful. Let's just take a little rain check, have a look, go and have a little reflection on who are the people that you go to when you're feeling your worst. So one of the things that I'm always sharing um, a lot lately in my community, um, in our community, I should say, sorry, Toby, um, is reach out. You feel like that? Reach out to the community of women that are going to uplift you immediately. No one there is going to indulge in true brow your, your doubt or your insecurity because that's not where we want to stay. And that, that's a real shift in, like, that's huge for anyone to do that. It's almost like a huge shift and every now and again you'll fall back and then you go, I don't have to stay here as long. You'll go back and, and before you know it, you're not even going to be visiting that. Even if externally people are telling you that you're not good enough or whatever, you're going to be able to hear it. You're going to allow, you're going to, going to allow that to come in and be felt and then you're going to just thank them for sharing and move on and be the bright light that you are. You know, anything that we indulge we need to look at that. We need to ask ourselves a very simple question. What is the purpose of me doing this? And is it really what I really, truly, deeply, deeply love and want? And I think that that is the end of this week's episode. Um, it's a <laughs> hot topic. It's a big one. It's a, it's, a, it's a powerful, impactful one to sort of, you know, really look at. And, uh, and this is why I love... Our audience just, you know, always say, put your feet up, you know, pour a glass of red or something. And, and just when you're listening, just let this like wash over you and and really see where you've just got a little misunderstanding going on. And, you know, it's just not, not who you are, not what you can be in this world. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really lovely to be able to quietly listen and uh, let it all in and... Uh, just keep shining. Thanks, Toby. Thanks. Sir.